Welcome to Podcast West Seattle. My name is Andrew. On this episode, we do the podcast thing and talk to three other podcasts with West Seattle ties. Kind of the hardest one to publish because it was so personal and like... Wanting to, uh, you know, celebrate our community, uh, which was a scary time for, I think, you know, West Seattle as well. And boy, did we make some film bros angry. <laughs> we also talk with Keith Hughes from the West Seattle American Legion. Yeah, so- the open available building and I was not comfortable with the idea of people being out there in the really cold weather. And a preview of tomorrow night's low tide walk with the Seattle Aquarium's beach naturalists. All of this and more is coming up on Podcast West Seattle. As I record this, it is Friday, January 28th. A look at West Seattle weather shows the cold and fog staying with us for a couple of more days. Then rain on Sunday, followed by more cold weather next week. Let's take a look at some West Seattle headlines. First, in pandemic news, since the last time we spoke, West Seattle has gone through what looks to be most of the Omicron spike. Numbers ballooned all over the city and in West Seattle throughout January. The SPS dashboard last week showed over 200 new cases in West Seattle schools. For perspective, that number was usually in the teens through the first part of the school year. Similar numbers from this week show the spike leveling off. With positive cases starting to go down in the rest of the city, we can expect West Seattle to follow suit in the next round of numbers. A reminder that COVID testing is available for free for all SPS students and their family members. West Seattle has also been experiencing some colder than usual weather. Cold weather is particularly dangerous for folks without shelter. Keith Hughes at the American Legion decided to do something about it, and he needs your help. Here's Keith. Hey, my name is Keith Hughes, and I'm the president of the West Seattle Veterans Center, and we're operating a uh, wintertime cold weather, what we call warm-up shelter, here at the Veterans Center, uh, which is part of the American Legion Hall of West Seattle. This is actually our third winter doing this. Weather-dependent, it looks like we'll probably be operating through this Saturday night. Yeah, my my temperature threshold is 40 degrees, so the overnight temperatures are going to be below 40 degrees for multiple nights. Um, that's kind of my my cue to um, go ahead and operate overnight. It's a big open available building, and I was not comfortable with the idea of people being out there in the really cold weather, especially when it's wet and rainy and when there's a perfectly good building with a perfectly good furnace sitting here. Decided to open it up and let people come in and warm up and have something hot to eat. And West Seattle people have been really, really good about responding to um, requests for help. Physically, help-wise, um, it's nice when I've got some help in in the mornings. So while breakfast is going on, that sort of thing, I can run home and change my clothes and take a shower and um, it does take some cash to operate the place. Um, so, yeah, we do have a GoFundMe um, donate link on our website. Thank you, Keith. You can find a link to the GoFundMe to help support Keith and his project at the American Legion in the show notes. Now let's look ahead to some West Seattle events. Ongoing is the current season of live theater at Arts West. After the highly successful world premiere of We've Battled Monsters Before, We're now in the second show of the season. It's another world premiere, Monsters of American Cinema by Christian St. Croix. 
You can learn more about it and get tickets at artswest.org. Also happening this weekend is a nighttime low tide walk with the Seattle Aquarium Beach Naturalists. I spoke with Jen from the aquarium about the event. My name is Jen Strongen, and I am a field program lead with the Seattle Aquarium Beach Naturalist Program. So we are hosting a nighttime low tide walk this Saturday, January 29th, from 7 to 9 p.m. at Charles Ritchie Viewpoint Beach in West Seattle. So we are out there to educate people about all of the amazing marine animals that we share our shores with here in Seattle. Uh, One really special thing about being out there at night in the winter is that we don't have a lot of seaweed covering everything. And then there are animals that are around during the winter that um, we don't see so much in the summer, like opalescent squid, if you're lucky. Um, We often find their eggs, and sometimes we get to see them swimming around in tide pools, which is always very exciting. Opalescent squid are about a foot in length, and they have these beautiful chromatophores, which are these uh, pigment sacs on on the surface of their skin, and they change all different colors. So they can be really vibrant red and yellow and green and iridescent blue and they can flash and change color in the tide pool and they have these wide fins so they almost look like they're just flying through the through the tide pools they're just beautiful bundle up and bring a good flashlight and shoes they don't mind getting wet they have a good grippy bottom and um, to leave buckets and nets at home and just um take pictures of anything that interests them on the beach and we are guests in the home of all these animals so we always want to tread gently when we're out there. Thank you Jen. The West Seattle area has always had an abundance of creative people so it's no surprise to learn that there are a number of high quality podcasts coming from the peninsula. I decided to talk to the producers of three of those podcasts. A quick editorial note and an attempt to make it clear when we are listening to clips from each of the producer's podcasts, I've inserted a little sound effect for each end of the clip. First up. I'm Carrie Colts, and my podcast is called Hair Talk with Carrie Colts. Carrie is a hairstylist with deep roots in West Seattle. I've had a business license, and I've been running my own business originally since 2005. I was at Factory Hair Seattle in West Seattle, Um, until we got shut down in 2020. So my husband and I built a salon in our home, September of 2020. So now I have my own business in my house. And it's worked out really great. I asked her why she decided to get into podcasting. Hairstylists do really well with visual art. They do a lot with Instagram and Facebook. So I was just wanted to create a forum for hairstylists to connect with each other, talking to each other. And it's becoming more of a show for everybody by revealing kind of what, like a behind the scenes of of what life is like working in a salon. So it's kind of always evolving into something that I just try and roll with. Hair Talk has proven that there is room in the audio field for hairstylists. I was serving brunch, serving coffee to this um, really lovely filler room type of person, this woman. And uh, she was like, oh, I'm an esthetician. And I said, oh, cool, I'm a cosmetologist. And she goes, well, why aren't you, why aren't we in a salon right now? And I said, oh, I mean, look at me. I don't, I don't look like a hairdresser. And she goes, one, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Two, wouldn't you want 
you to do your hair? Hey, did you guys know that a barista and a hairstylist have a lot in common personality-wise? It's very cool. Um, Our next guest drew those conclusions and actually an advice from one of her coffee shop customers changed the course of her life and made it so much better. It's such a great episode. I'm so excited for you to hear it. I asked Carrie what moments have stood out for her so far. My favorite episode is the one where my friend Linda and I just um, talk for a while and we don't interview anybody. And that was kind of the hardest one to publish because it was so personal and like, um, I didn't know how people were going to take it, (laughs) but I think everybody liked it better because it was more personal. People will come in and they'll bring pictures and then like, I'm sorry, I'm so annoying. I'm bringing pictures. We love pictures. We love pictures. We have to have pictures. Yeah. We will, even if that picture has nothing to do with your hair, it's a starting point for a communication tool. Absolutely. And, um, that, that is definitely bring pictures. I love having like at least three pictures of, (laughs) yeah. So yeah, phones don't really bother me. I mean. I also made sure to get Carrie's take on a few things West Seattle. Yeah, probably um, Factory Hair Seattle and Treo Salon are one of my favorite salons. Um, Favorite West Seattle restaurant, Circa, is one of our favorites. Their whole family likes it. So I have two teenage boys and they're very picky. So it's hard to find, you know, a place that we all like to go. But Circa is one of them. I would like uh, the West Seattle salons to kind of come together. And um, I don't know, do some community related events together. So that's something that I've been kind of mulling around um, as like a community education for each other for free. Um, So I would like to put that out there that they might be hearing from me on Facebook to try and get a group together to try and get this project together. So there's that. Thanks, Carrie. Next, we will talk with a podcast that is produced in West Seattle, about West Seattle, for West Seattle, and anyone else who wants to listen, of course. Uh, I'm Keith Bacon, and I'm the writer, producer, host of Always West Seattle. I asked Keith how he landed on the idea of doing a podcast. Uh, My background is in entertainment marketing. I used to write and produce movie trailers and write taglines for movies and uh, programmed and curated and marketed film festivals. And um, right up until the pandemic, I was a uh, content creator for the Los Angeles Philharmonic, uh, creating content for all their social media channels for uh, concerts and events at Walt Disney Concert Hall and the Hollywood Bowl. Well, all of my work came to a crashing halt thanks to the pandemic. And um, uh, at that time, or before that time, I had been sort of splitting my time between L.A. and Seattle. Uh, So I saw suddenly being at home in Seattle, uh, in West Seattle, I should say, uh, as an opportunity to just um, connect with uh, my neighborhood more. 
Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon. In this episode, we say a farewell of sorts to an inspiring leader in the Junction community. So it was an opportunity to sort of force me to uh, get out of the house and interact with people and talk with people in a time when that was kind of scary to do. And so uh, it was kind of a therapy project for me in the, in, the, uh, in the outset of like wanting something to do, wanting to connect with people, wanting to, uh, you know, celebrate our community, uh, which was a scary time for, I think, you know, West Seattle as well, because the bridge went out at the same time that the pandemic hit. And so um, that was kind of like my my original goal was just to, to create connections. Keith believes always is at its best when it's capturing West Seattle in real time. The episode I did about the Black Lives Matter protests that happened in the junction um, was really uh, a powerful one to work on. To actually be there for that uh, experience was just kind of like the most mind-blowing experience that I've, I've had since living in West Seattle. Um, and it was such a, just a huge outpouring of the community. Um, and I was really grateful that I, I was there and that I was able to capture, you know, some of what was happening that day. Reports estimated the number of participants at close to 4,000 people. And these events were organized by students. On that day, I strapped my microphone to a selfie stick to do some safe and socially distant interviews with people who showed up to demonstrate. And the first thing I wanted to hear from the people in my neighborhood was what brought them out that day. I'm just trying to show my support to the movement. I just want to try and make the world a little better place. You know, if we don't all stand up, nothing's going to change. So it takes all of us to just take one little effort to make the world a little better place for everybody. A little bit of everything, injustices and the Black Lives Matter. Another episode just came, it happened to come from me walking down the street uh, where this woman was serenading people from her apartment balcony uh, just above California Avenue, just south of Dakota Street, um, singing Christmas carols and stuff, you know, on a karaoke machine. And there you were on your yeah. balcony, belting out, <laughs> rocking around the Christmas tree, your Santa hat on. What prompted you to put on this performance? Obviously, I'm a singer and gigs are very hard to get these days. And I just wanted to spread some holiday cheer around. So I thought it was a, a lovely, non-rainy Sunday afternoon. And let's get people in the holiday spirit. It was just one of those magical you know, only in West Seattle holiday moments. And that's the kind of thing that I, I, I love, you know, just stumbling across some, someone usually and getting the opportunity to meet with them and talk with them and learn what their story is. Thank you, Keith. And finally, we're going to check in with a podcast that has nothing to do with West Seattle, but does have a pretty strong local connection. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. I'm from West Seattle and one of the hosts of Toss Popcorn. I'm Liana Holston. I'm from Denver, Colorado, and I'm the other host of Tossed Popcorn. Okay, we are a movie review podcast. We're watching every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, 10th Anniversary Edition. 
But the clinch is that we don't really love movies that much. However, we both work in entertainment in LA and everybody keeps coming up to us and saying, you haven't seen this? It's a classic. So we are finally taking the classics off their pedestal and giving them an honest, up-close look. Yes, we have kind of a, a an interesting origin story in that we won a competition with iHeartRadio last year. So we won the 2021 Next Great Podcast competition. Hi, everybody. I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the slightly less racist 10th anniversary edition. My experience, a lot of it was developed in West Seattle, actually, <laughs> because that was during quarantine when we were both at home and we would go for walks to keep each other sane during the pandemic. And one time we were walking, I was walking around Hiawatha and I said something some movie reference that Liana did not get. And then when she asked me to explain it, I, I didn't know what it was from. In that moment, we revealed to each other, oh yeah, I mean, I don't actually know because I don't really like watching movies. We're so used to having to hide the fact that we don't like this quote unquote great entertainment, this classic cinema. And so then we talked about the idea of that being a podcast. And the next week, actually, Liana heard on uh, an ad on another podcast for this competition and we entered. And a few weeks later, we were emailed about being one of the 10 semifinalists out of 1,800 applicants. The concept here is bound to uh, make some people uncomfortable. We launched in August and we launched as an official iHeart podcast, not the original pilot. We launched with The Godfather. And boy, did we make some film bros angry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how many iconic lines and moments came out of this film and had wormed their way into my brain. Right. Just a cultural icon, just part of the zeitgeist. Ooh, okay. <laughs> a little vocab word early on, mm -hmm. just to start it off. I think the problem was like, we were two women who were like, this movie was dumb. And they were like, no. I loved, my favorite review that we've gotten was, uh, this, like, this podcast is certainly not going to last if you can't see the genius of The Godfather and you only talk about makeup tips and The Bachelor, which we've never talked about makeup tips and I've never seen The Bachelor. <laughs> so. I was very stressed, as I've said, for the whole film. But in this scene, my specific source of stress was that Marlon Brando was holding a cat and I was worried for the cat. And I texted Sienna. She can attest to this. I said, please tell me if anything happens to the cat. I love the refreshingly modern lens that Sienna and Liana bring to the American film canon. It's entertaining, but it's also a little bit important. It doesn't feel like anybody when they were making this list in 2007 when it came out was sitting with like, Let's think about this in a modern sort of putting this in the cultural lens of now perspective. And it's been a long time since 2007. Like today is very different from that year. And so the secret dream is that the AFI somehow gets wind of our podcast and makes another anniversary edition of the list with some maybe just not with Gone with the Wind on it. You know, <laughs> they do tend to not enjoy the movies like Chinatown. We just watched and the. The mystery, we're just like, listen, I actually don't want to know. Yeah, especially like with it being a Polanski film, we already were like, we don't want to be here. Like this sucks. The searchers, people will find really beautiful or something. People, a couple of guys have tried to explain to us why we're wrong about not liking it. Um, But it was both the most racist film and 
also was so boring. Raging Bull was definitely one. So that one's number four on the list. So high. And uh, we absolutely hated it. But there have been some highlights. Yeah, I have been astonished at how much I've loved the silent movies. Because I wouldn't have watched those otherwise, which was one of the benefits of this experience for us. One that we're working on right now that we both liked a lot was also Sunset Boulevard. That was a, another one that I would not have watched if it hadn't been for this experience, this podcast we're doing. But Gloria Swanson, she was out there just going, wah, wah, wah. Oh, my God. This is just a chaotic, fun lady. <laughs> and finally, Sienna is off in California now, so I had to ask what she misses most about West Seattle. We ordered breakfast a lot when I was back for the pandemic, and... I got breakfast from a lot of places I hadn't before. I'd been to Alki Cafe, but weirdly enough, even though I've been to Easy Street a bunch of times, I'd never gotten breakfast from there until sometime through the pandemic. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the biscuits and gravy are so good. And their fries are amazing. We love when people participate. So West Seattleites, please show up, represent. Definitely follow us on Instagram. We post a lot of great memes. Every Saturday we post memes on the movie that we did that week and we post graphics and things. I'm a bit talented at Photoshop. Um, and if you love West Seattle, I'm from West Seattle. So you should love that. <laughs> Thanks Sienna and Liana. That's all for this episode of podcast West Seattle. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen until next time. Happy listening, West Seattle.